At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's our number two of the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Esports Betting Network, and we've got an absolutely tremendous hour for you as we're going to be joined by a pair of great guests in this hour. We're going to be talking in about 45 minutes about the UFC card that's coming up this weekend out in Australia with Dan Stupp, who does amazing work over at Action Network. We've got a lot that's going on in the sports world right now because we've also got some college basketball, and Justin Perry does great work over at Chalk Quality Bets. He's going to be joining me in 15 minutes. Justin also does an amazing job of taking a look at football, so we're going to get his thoughts both on the Super Bowl and we're going to get some college basketball plays for this Friday, how he's taking a look at an absolutely rambunctious just landscape in college basketball, in which the clear-cut number one, well, there's no clear-cut number one right now, so we're going to be talking about that and so much more in 15 minutes. Here right now, we're going to be taking a look at by DK Nashvick for college basketball for this Friday as well. And I hope to do a little bit better than well, San Francisco did for us on Thursday. Good second half from San Francisco. They just got down too many points. And it's not very often that in college basketball, you take 14 points with the team. They put up 81 and you don't cover. Very, very rare to say the least. But what is not rare is the, but what is just very, very strange in general is taking a look at this college basketball card and, what is not rare is taking a look at this, these games in general and knowing that you're going to be getting some great action. And what is also just absolutely tremendous as well is all the fe- people behind the scenes that do great work on the Greg Peterson experience. Even when I have no idea where I'm going with my thoughts, they're there for me and they do a tremendous job of making this show what it is. For those of you guys who are listening on Sports Map Radio, Taylor is our audio engineer. He does absolutely tremendous work getting me set up on audio, having everything crisp and clean there. For those of you that are watching in video form, whether that be on VEASAN.com, YouTube TV, what have you, that would be our good friend Dakota that does a great job with all of the graphics. My producer, Jason Kahn, does an amazing job of booking all these guests on the shows and trying to keep me online as well when I have no idea where my thoughts are going. And then every single hour that is up here on VEASAN, whether that be the Greg Peterson experience, whether that be follow the money, in prime time, you're able to go down the list. It is Sean that posts up all those hours for us. So they all do amazing work. I do thank them so much. I work with the best team in the business and hopefully the best team in the business 
on Friday on the college basketball floor is going to be Nevada because we're going to be going with them for our DK Nation pick. 893-894 on the betting board. It is Nevada. They're going to be playing us to Fresno State. And Fresno State is an underdog of 9 to 9.5 points with your total between 130.5 and 131. And in terms of the total, by the way, I do think that this is going to be a little bit of a low-scoring slog. I set my total at 129.5. I'm going to be diving under, and it does sort of layer into what I think is going to be going on with this game as well because I did set Nevada as a 13.5-point favorite, and a big reason why I am going to be riding with Nevada for my DK and Asia pick is that they've done a significantly better job on defense this year. Last year, they were in the bottom 100 in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. They've been able to ascend to the top 100 this season, so... They're doing a much better job on that front. It's a Nevada team that is very balanced. They don't necessarily have just that one guy that is going to go out there and completely take over a game, though you do have a nice primary score on Jared Lucas. The reason why I don't call him necessarily a takeover guy is because he does a great job both on the offensive and defensive side of things. We all focus on his 19 points per game, shooting about 40% from three-point range, but he also does a good job when the team goes from like man-to-man to zone defense of really being able to pivot. And that is something that I think is very important. And it is going to be a bunch that goes up a fre- up against a Fresno State team that makes just 188th in the country. Turns points a lot on a per-possession basis. And Fresno State has just not been good with their perimeter play, to say the least. You've got Jamero Baker and Isaiah Hill combined for 23 points per game. But as a collective, they're shooting about 30.3% from three-point range. That ranks 327th in all of college basketball. If you take a look at Fresno State, they're also a team that they don't necessarily do the little things terrific, and that is something that is the hallmark of this Nevada team with Nevada. They are turning the ball over about 10.5 times per game. In terms of turnovers on a per-possession basis at home, they are 14th in the country. In terms of free-throw shooting percentage, they shoot right around 79.5 to 80% at the charity stripe. That's in the top five in all of college basketball, and it's not a Nevada team as net necessarily a flamethrower from three-point range or anything like that, but they're going up against a Fresno State team now that, for one, is going to put them on the free-throw line quite frequently. 235th in the country is Fresno State in terms of percentage of possessions that end in a foul, and on top of that, Nevada, the way that they've been able to generate their offense has been by getting to the free-throw line. They're number three in the country in terms of free-throws made on a per-possession basis, and then you're able to pair that up with the fact that Fresno State is 290th in the country in terms of opponent's three-point shooting percentage. So that has been a little bit less than savory for this bunch. Meanwhile, you've got a Nevada team that they really do a good job of getting active by committee. You've got three separate guys that do give you at least two and a half assists per game, which means that you've got good balance with this team. The main guy that does offer a lot of versatility in general, that would be Keenan Blackshear. Blackshear has done a tremendous job for this team with 14 half points, 4.1 boards, four and a half assists per game, but then We've got a pair of freshmen that have come in and have done a very good job with the team. And Darian Williams, Lontre Coleman. Not necessarily guys that are going to go out there and get you a bunch of points. They average about 12.5 points as a committee. But Williams, he gives you seven rebounds. He chips in there a steal and a half, about 2.8 assists per game. Coleman, he gives you a steal. He gives you two and a half assists per game as well. These are just really nice role players for this team. You've got Trey Predigrew who's a little bit of a freshman. He's been a little bit of an afterthought this season. But you've got some solid depth with this team as well. And for Fresno State, it's been a team that's been just a little bit out of sorts. Credit where credit is due. They've been able to get past the 70-point plateau, and they've been able to win each of their last two games. But for Fresno State, they were really getting something going down low with a guy by the name of Eduardo Andre when Isaiah Hill was out with an injury. He put up three straight double-doubles. The team was starting to ascend a little bit more with him as their main low-post player. And then when Isaiah Moore gets back, Eduardo Andre becomes a little bit of an afterthought, and things go straight down the toilet bowl once again for this Fresno State team. A Fresno State team that just is a little bit rudderless right now, and they don't do a good job on the glass. It's a Fresno State team that's right around 300th in the country in terms of overall rebound rate. So getting Eduardo Andre out of there, who had put up three straight double-doubles, that certainly has not been too terrific for this team. You take a look at Fresno State, and just a lot of guys in general that are pretty inefficient with the ball. You do have one guy that's able to shoot above 32% from three in Anthony Holland, but he is someone that averages right around six and a half points per game. He hasn't necessarily been able to put up there some big numbers either. I do think that Nevada, with their much improved defense, going to be able to win this game, win this game convincingly. I think that they're going to be very smart in the way that they play, and their smarts is going to outwit them 
to a nice big-time win in this spot. I set Nevada as a 13.5-point favorite, a Nevada team that, by the way, with how well they played thus far this season, they're actually fighting their way into at-large bid conversation. So DK Nation write-up, that is going to be on Nevada laying the points. I set them more around a 13.5-point favorite, and I did make my total 129.5. I'm also going to be diving under. You may recall in my conversation with Patrick Everson in hour number one, I said I would be paying off the uh, chatter of Mountain West play here in hour number two. We already had a hit on that game. Now we've got to pay it off with New Mexico versus Air Force because when I make a promise on this show, I typically deliver. I forgot to take the straw poll in terms of whether to go money line or spread in terms of the Super Bowl a couple of days ago with the fine folks behind the scenes because my mind was wandering elsewhere. And then we've had a lot that has happened in the last 24 hours with Kevin Durant. He completely blew up the rundown for yesterday. So thanks, Kevin, for deciding to get traded. We really appreciate it. But with that said, we're paying off this one. 891, 892 on the betting board. Air Force is going to be playing us in New Mexico. And the Lobos are a favorite of six points on the road. Total on this game opened up at 144. Now we're seeing it between 143 and 143 and a half. And I do agree with the move. I set my total more round a 139. I'm going to be taking a look at the under in this spot. I do like New Mexico. With New Mexico... Defense has had a little bit more of a rough go of it here in recent games, but it's still a top 90 team in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. Going up against an Air Force team that they play super slow. Air Force in the bottom 40 of the country in terms of total possessions per game. You got the opposite with the with this New Mexico team. They rank in the top 40 in terms of total possessions per game, but just because you play slow doesn't mean that you play good defense. 222nd in the country is Air Force in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, and They've got one guy in the roster that's able to give you really north of four rebounds per game. Ryan Petratus, he's been able to do a solid job down low. And then Jake Heidbretter is your lone guy that gives you a double-figure amount of points per game. New Mexico should be able to swallow them whole last time these two teams played. New Mexico got the win, but they were unable to get the cover. I do think that you're going to be seeing that turn around a little bit more in this game because I do think that Nevada, or I do think that New Mexico is going to do a little bit of a better job on the glass because you've got a pair of guys in Josiah Alec along with Maurice Uduze who are able to combine for about 16 and a half rebounds per game with Uduze. He's been able to give you 15 points per game as well. And then you take a look at this backcourt duo in Jalen Ellis coupled with Jamal Mashburn Jr. Mashburn Jr. is a little bit of the more effective three-point shooter, making about 40.5% of his threes, but these guys really do a good job of being able to feast off of one another. They combine for 36.8 points. You're able to get house going for 2.7 assists or 4.5 assists, 2.7 steals per game. So these guys do a nice job on that front. And for New Mexico, despite the fact that they play fast, they only turn the ball over about 12 times per game. To the credit of Air Force, they've been a little bit better with the ball this year. They're turning the ball over about 11.7 times per game. Last year, they were north of 14 and after an overs game. That was a little bit less than savory, but I do think that New Mexico, they're going to be able to go into Colorado Springs, not necessarily an easy place to play and be able to get it done. Last time these two teams played, it was 81-73, to and over Air Force's last five games, that is the only game that they were able to get to north of 60 points. I think in this game, they are not going to have the shooting luck that they had the first time around. I'm going to be diving under, so I'm going to 139, and... I'm going to be willing to lay the points with the Mexico. South them as a seven-point favorite. Coming up next, we keep the college basketball chatter going as Justin Perry, who does amazing work at Chalk Quality Best, is going to be joining me right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. The big game means big coverage from VSIN, starting with the Lombardi line with Michael Lombardi, a former NFL GM, who will be offering his pregame insights that you don't want to miss. And then you get special editions of Follow the Money with Mitch Boss and Paul Howard, and a numbers game with Phil with Gil Alexander to tackle last game line moves on the game and dive deeper into props. Legendary sports broadcaster Brent Musburger is going to tell you how he's betting the big game on. Big game countdown to kick off, and the big game coverage is starting on Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern, right here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Guys, it is a great Peterson experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. And for that big game coverage, we're pretty much the after party because typically the after party, when it comes to like the Grammys, insert your award show here, it's at like midnight, and we're on midnight to three Eastern time. So we are the after party for the big game show, and. The party always gets going when we've got Justin Perry of Shot Quality Bets aboard. He does absolutely amazing work on the front of college basketball. And we're going to be talking with him next segment about the big game as well. And Justin, always appreciate it, my friend. Thank you. Hey, Greg. Always a pleasure to join the show, talk a little bit about college hoops, some shot quality, of course. And yeah, a little Super Bowl fun. It should be a good time. I have a couple props lined up. I absolutely love it. And Justin... For those that were listening in the last segment, my DK Nation pick for Friday is going to be on Nevada. And it seems like you like this one as well. Take me through this game because I take a look at Fresno State and, man, they're not a team that I necessarily like. And I've really been starting to grow on this Nevada team who's been very surprising in terms of how they've been able to play in Mountain West play. play. And along with that, they've been very profitable if you've been taking them night in and night out. Yeah, this Nevada team has been just a buzzsaw, it feels like. I I know people are excited about what Fresno has been able to do, especially against the expected lines. But, you know, playing this home game, I've seen some models that I really trust come out with this one around 15 or 16 points. Uh, And this is just based on efficiency models, so it's not like any of the expectation numbers too much. And I just think we have to take the shot here for them to stay in this this great place that they're in in terms of what they're producing. So I just think the line's a little too small. 12, 13 makes a lot more sense to me. I'm not really going to go as far as saying I really think the game's going to end at 15 or 16, but the fact of the matter is that the distribution of the game results feels pretty skewed to one side to me, uh, and that's enough really to get my money down, especially in the home court scenario here. I like what these, you know, these Mountain West teams are doing. I think they can slide a little bit under the rug in terms of their dominance, and this should be a spot for Nevada to flex their muscles. 
Absolutely, and when it comes to this Friday in college basketball, I know that you're taking a look at quite a few totals. I think there's one or two that I might disagree with, but I'm on a lot of the same ones that you are, and I do think that it is interesting to take a look at this Quinnipiac versus Niagara game. I know that we've got our good buddy Sean, who he's actually a graduate of Quinnipiac, and he posts up all our podcasts, so very glad that we're able to get a little bit of a preview on this one, and with Niagara, they're between a one and a half to a two-point underdog, which... This feels like too short of a line as well on Quinnipiac. I like the Bobcats being able to cover this very small amount of number, but in terms of the total of 132.5, just doesn't make a lot of sense because Niagara is one of the teams that are slower than molasses in all of college basketball. Yep, and I'm with you on the side there. I think Quinnipiac has a big spot here to get it done. I mean, I know there's a lot of, lot of hesitancy with the Buffalo trip for any of the MAC teams here as they go, you know, pretty far away from uh, where the rest of this conference is located. Canisius and Niagara are really just kind of out of the way. And that trip for any of the teams here, they usually do both games back to back. Um, It can be tough. And so I think that's what we're seeing a little bit in the line, expecting the travel to be kind of tough for Quinnipiac. But uh, shock quality has expected them to cover all of their road conference games so far based on quality of play. And I think this is another good spot. It's a very short line. You're basically taking the money line. A one-point game here is going to be pretty hard to find, especially in a conference where things are tight. You're going to get fouls. Um, I I like taking this, especially overnight right now. I wouldn't be shocked to see two and a half tomorrow. And the under, yeah, I just expect it to slow down. I think Quinnipiac has a little bit better defense, and Niagara is going to grind this one out. They're going to be in this game. There is a chance that they win. It's not a foregone conclusion ever that anything happens in college basketball, as we know quite well. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think this is a, another one where it just sort of seems like Quinnipiac should be in a better spot uh, to get this game done, to slow it down, to limit Niagara rather than the other way around. I feel a little bit better about the under than I do the side, but I will be playing both. And I am so glad that you bring that up with the Metro Atlantic because a lot of these games in the Metro Atlantic, it's a bus ride. I, I know that some teams, when it's really, really slow, really, really close, sometimes they go as far as to take the subway to the game, yeah. which is just absolutely hilarious. You're not going to find that in too many conferences. And how do you adjust for travel when it comes to college basketball? Because in the Metro Atlantic, you're not going to be having a lot of long trips. There's some trips that are as little as like, 10, 15 miles. Meanwhile, you've got other conferences where I'm looking at you, the WAC, especially when Chicago State was in there, where you've got teams that are traveling from like Seattle, Washington, all the way down to the state of Texas. And that could be a little bit of a bear. That one is definitely a conference that deserves like a pretty unique travel handicap. Um, You know, I think right now we've actually seen road teams do okay. So I don't really like run and hide from like a, teams that have been on the road. I can think, I sometimes think we get too much of that narrative, too much of like overcompensation for home court. Um, but at the other end, you definitely do need to be aware of like specific travel spots, uh, which, you know, one of them is this uh, Niagara Canisius trip for these Mac schools. Um, it's it's just not pleasant. I, the players don't look forward to it, right? It's, it's like a unique thing. Uh, when you're traveling all over consistently, like you can be in the WAC, some of the Western conferences are a little bit more spread out. Um, that's what happens out West. That's kind of the vibe. Uh, but, you know, what is a little bit more normal, teams kind of get used to it. They're, that's part of their routine. They go on the road. They have trips from, you know, you know, one longitude, one latitude, like across the country, essentially, four-hour plane rides. Um, you don't get that in the in the AAC uh, for the Metro. It's just It's just fun. It's fun. All these teams know each other. They, they've like a lot of kids like grow up around here. The Manhattan Jaspers. I'm, I'm from the New York area. Like, you know, I know people who went to Manhattan. I know people uh, who went to Ryder. I know people who went to Siena for sure. Like, so this is uh, this is pretty fun. And and these guys, they have this tense rivalry. So I wouldn't be shocked to see that game, especially up in the Buffalo area, be like a grinded out game. I do really like that under in the travel spot. I do as well, and with regards to this travel spot, it's not too bad of one. Xavier is going to be going on the road against Butler, as we know, Hinkle Field else. It does have a nice home court vibe to it. This is a number that it went up from Xavier being a five and a half point favorite, which I really like that opener. Now to about six half to seven, a little bit 
more difficult to get behind Xavier in this spot in terms of side, but the total had opened up at 147 and has gone down to between 145 and a half and 146. One of the best questions I always get on social media that I can never ever answer is, why is this total gone down that you disagree with? Because I mean, I like the over here and it feels like you're right there with me and don't really know why the totals went down. <laughs> I think it's a sharp spot. Uh, you know, there's going to probably be some sharp buying on the under here. Uh, we have seen Xavier unders hit at a fair rate, but I don't know if this is one of those spots. I, I don't hate the 145 and a half, but my opinion on that type of movement, like a point and a half on a game like this is I'm not, I'm not buying this you know, game for the 146, 148 total. I'm, I'm doing it for the potential of the 160 point game um, of Xavier showing up and just kind of dominating. And I'm on that side too. If you want to take the spread, I think you got to go Xavier. Uh, I know that we're, they're missing some key pieces, Fremantle's no schlub, but like they are still really good. Um, and I think that they're going to put on a little bit of a show I don't love this Butler side. I know they've underperformed a little bit versus the expected numbers, but I, I do think we get a little bit of a fast-paced game. Xavier's just going to put up too many points. Butler's going to be taking threes. You're going to get long rebounds. You're going to get transition buckets. You're just going to get a little bit of chaos, and I think that tends to go towards the over in the Big East because there are shot makers. Um, you still have really great players for Xavier. And Butler can hold their own. So, you know, if it just turns into one of those games where Xavier's like, we can outscore you and we don't really care what we give up, uh, I just like that potential. So I like the over, even though there's probably, you can probably wait right now. I wouldn't be shocked to see this total uh, continue to move down. And I don't think you're playing for the, again, I don't think you're playing for the potential where you win this over by a couple points. You're playing it where, you know, you win it by a lot. So maybe even an alt. Not that that's really my game, but I wouldn't hate it here. Yep, and when it comes to this game as well, we've got about 30 seconds for it. Youngstown State and Purdue Fort Wayne. Youngstown State, about a four-point favorite total of 151. How do you view this Youngstown State team? Because they have been a bulldozer on offense. Yeah, yeah, no, I really like this one to go over. Uh, Shock Polly likes taking the points on Fort Wayne. I just think this is going to be a battle. You're going to get the possessions pushed up a little bit. 151 just feels like a game that we might not uh, you might even get overtime. We've seen so many overtime games. What, 7%, 7.5%? But this one could be another option, and you could see this one get extended. I like the game. That's not why I'm betting it. I just think we're going to get you know, 75, 75 pretty easily. So it could be a good one. Youngstown State has been terrific on offense, and Justin Perry of Shock Quality Bets is awesome. And coming up next, we're going to be chatting with him about the Super Bowl here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you bet on the big game, check out VSIN's Big Game Betting Guide. The Big Game Betting Guide has favorite prop bets, picks, and best bets from VSIN shows and guests, and also find out how legendary sports broadcaster Brent Musburger is going to be betting the game. To get the guide and all that VSIN has to offer, become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99 today at VSIN.com slash subscribe as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network and that guide as well as my exact final score that I project for the Super Bowl as well. So you're getting that in there as well. And if you go to VEASAN.com slash picks, all the guests that join this show, you're able to get their picks, you're able to get mine, you're able to go down the list as Justin Perry does great work over at Shock Quality Bets. And Justin, let's take a look at the big game. We took a look at what is going to be hopefully some big games for our bankroll for Friday, but... Certainly not as many betting offerings when it comes to an individual college basketball game as there is for the Super Bowl. And just how do you view this game in general? Because I take a look at this spot and we've seen this total go up to a 51. And I just like the under even more because I do think that there's question marks with these quarterbacks. I do think that these defenses have been sort of lost in us talking about all the skill set guys and things like this. And I do think that the more that we're hearing about Oh, the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. What's his legacy, which I don't care about whatsoever. But the more that we hear about it, the more I like it because the more that title, the total is going to be going up and the more I like the under. Yeah, no, I think the under is definitely the sharp play here. Um, You know, what you're hoping for is really a defensive game that these teams sort of don't 
have these clicking offenses and these quarterbacks that have put on these offenses displays just like go out there and, and score like four touchdowns each. And that doesn't happen too much in the Super Bowl, right? Like I don't I know that Patrick Mahomes uh, touchdown line is set at like two and a half with like plus one sixty odds. I think yep. that's pretty accurate uh, to like what you can expect. Like Patrick Mahomes throwing three touchdowns is gonna be a hard thing to see. It could happen, but these defenses are usually in the Super Bowl what got these teams here. It's not just the offense. Uh, and and there has been, of course, a very interesting pathway for both sides of uh, this matchup. The Eagles, of course, having a lot of criticism that they haven't really had much of a trial at all. Um, but the the Chiefs have have had to beat some pretty good teams. They have shown that they have the offense and the defense to be able to do it. Uh, but also some questions, right? Were the Bengals really that formidable of an opponent? Uh, there's so much going into this game. I think that you need to just sort of be looking for like, I guess, like strategical ways to attack the game. I feel like the game result is going to be uh, pretty up there. I think last time when I was on the show last week, I told you I was leaning Chiefs just because, you know, I like the price. Uh, and I think both teams have a pretty good chance to win. Um, and Mahomes is kind of a wizard. So uh, if someone was going to do something crazy on a big stage, he's probably that guy. I don't know. It's going to be a great game. I'm really excited to sit down and watch. Um, and and just try to like you know pinpoint a few interesting value spots that I've seen so far. And I think we're in lockstep there because I just take a look at getting plus money with Patrick Mahomes in a big spot, and it's a offer that I cannot refuse to use the old movie line. But I take a look at that, and at the same time, I do think that there could be some hiccups really from both of these quarterbacks. And I think that you're sort of leaning the same way. Take me through some of the props that you've got, because I know that you've got a few on Patrick Mahomes, some to the positive and some to the negative. Yeah, so I mean, I think that I'm approaching this, like I said, trying to go as strategical as possible in terms of how these games would have to be won, uh, the various ways in which, you know, the Chiefs are going to try to win. To me, it's got to put the ball in, in Patrick Mahomes' hands. I mean, I think it's just a pretty clear uh, obvious answer. And I know he's hobbled and I, I don't know if that's going to hurt his pass attempts too much. He might just, you know, scramble less. It might just be like a throw away and that still counts for a pass attempt. Um, so what I'm pretty excited about is to get him at over 39 and a half pass attempts. I think getting to 40 isn't the craziest feat. He did do that in both the Super Bowls so far that he has played in. I believe the average of the two was like 45 and a half pass attempts. So it isn't unprecedented at all. I think there are really obvious opportunities for him to have for like a series where he's throwing six to eight times, trying to close out uh, the half, maybe trying to get points on the board in a fourth quarter scenario where the teams start going back and forth. If it opens up, you could see it look like that, uh, like trying to get like game winning drives, game changing drives. Like the Chiefs have to put that in the hands of Patrick Mahomes especially if the game's winding down, you don't want to run clock. 40 just seems like it's not, they're going to be able to get there. Um, and so if Patrick Mahomes is throwing a lot, 40 pass attempts, you're probably going to have an, an arm punt, maybe an, an interception. So minus 110 on an interception feels pretty nice to me, given that I'm expecting about 41, 42 throws. And then you're able to find minus 102 right now on over 39 and a half instead of paying like minus 140 for over 38 and a half. Um, I'm just going to take the lesser juice. I'm really not in any position to be paying minus 140 for a sport that I'm not handicapping as much as say college basketball. Uh, but this is, I just feel like it's a really solid opportunity. And, and you know, the, the third one that I'm looking at is to sort of go maybe against that a little bit, just in terms of how the Eagles are going to try to, keep that from happening, right? They don't want Patrick Mahomes throwing 45 times. They're probably not going to be in a great position if he's able to do that. They want to limit his passing options. Uh, they want to, you know, get him off the field. Uh, it's it's a pretty clear cut, like, key to the game that every broadcaster is going to bring up, right? Every commentator. Uh, but what that, is to me, is going to look like is rush attempts. And I think the line for um, Miles Sanders is pretty high. I think it's like 13 and a half, 12 and a half, maybe, yeah, 13 and a half. Too high for me, honestly. I think that one's going to be pretty close. But Kenneth Gainwell has really come on. I'm pretty sure he's like had double-digit carries in both of the last couple of weeks. Uh, I just think four and a half right now is way too low. I, I just, if they're really going to get that many rush attempts, he's going to be a guy who's probably going to get some work. 
I think getting that to five should be pretty doable for him. And you're getting a decent price. I found minus 108 for that one. And again, when you're playing props, you just got to remember that you kind of want to be looking for the best prices. You don't want to be laying those minus 115, minus 120s, minus 130s. It just, the math is so rough. Um, so I always price hunt. All those props are minus 110 or better. You can still enjoy the game without laying too much juice. Anything can happen, though. It's a Super Bowl, so that kind of speaks to why you want the lower odds. I'm so with you on the lower odds. Being able to reduce the juice is so important. And typically to reduce the juice, when you shop around, you might be getting a little bit more of an elevated slash diminished number. Like, I like Kenneth Gainwell over his rushing prop. Like, right now at DraftKings, we're seeing that at 19 and a half. The juice is at minus 125. I would be willing to take more like a 21 and a half out of minus 110 to me seems relatively modest. What is sort of your line of demarcation for that? Because we all have sort of values that we've got in terms of like runs in the MLB when it comes to a spread, being able to go from two and a half to three, obviously is going to cost you a whole heck of a lot more than it would be from like a four and a half to a five with regards to the NFL. But how do you handle this with regards to props? Because I do think that it's something very interesting and it's just something that I've never heard of really a one size fits all on because it is so unique. It is. I mean, you have to sort of figure out your own strategy and, and based on like, I guess what your projections are um, and, and trying to understand things almost as like a distribution and a mean and a median, all that stuff has always really helped me like really figure out where the juice might be worth the squeeze and where it's not. I think for scenarios like the Super Bowl, where, you know, there's such a, I guess a fluid market and there's a lot of money flying around and you're going to be able to get pretty efficient odds. Uh, you'd probably want to pay as little as possible. Um, uh, again, there are obvious scenarios, but like, you know, in my case, like getting 38 cents for that one pass attempt from Mahomes when I'm projecting him to get 41, 42 instead of, you know, 38, 39, 40, it just, it's not really worth what I'm being charged for that one. And I look, I understand I might have to sit here and, and eat crow a little bit if it comes in right at 39 and I lose and other people win if they paid the juice. But, you know, it's it's not a small amount. You're talking about 38% of your unit extra to bet on this to win the same amount. So I'm I'm way happier taking something closer to even, especially when I have an edge. I mean, I try to only play, like, my most solid edges. I don't play volume with props. I think that's a dangerous game. The more successful prop bettors sort of pick and choose their spots. If it does lead to decent volume, it's usually because they love every play. Um, and, and I've, look, I've seen good volume and usually if you play high volume in props, you expect to do very well. Uh, but some of the better prop betters, you know, will play like hundred, 150 bet seasons and, you know, hope to return at like 60 plus percent because you're paying 115 on average, 118 on average. Um, so, you know, I think my general rule of thumb, I guess, coming from so much baseball and college basketball is to try to stay at my minus 110. <laughs> I just really don't want to pay more than that as a rule of thumb. I will pay minus 120 if I really like a spot, but usually over that, like I just try to keep that off my card unless I really like a money line. Like money line's a whole different game though, but when you're handicapping with the spread, yeah, I, I look to try to keep it under 120. Justin, I am right there with you and I always appreciate the insights. Justin Perry does great work at Chalk Quality. That's it coming up next. We take a look at this UFC card for the weekend with Dan Stump here on the Greg Peterson Experience. I'm Vison, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. 
Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Next Sunday is going to be the last Sunday of football, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be. Actually, technically, this coming Sunday, you could win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing in our exclusive Bet Rivers Squares this football season. Place $10 or more qualifying bets, and you get a square on the house. And if your numbers match the Final score of the game, you win. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligibility bonus, and credit use. Full terms and conditions are available at BetRiverSquares.com. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network, and it's great to be joined by Dan Stuff. He does amazing work over at Action Network, taking a look at all things UFC. And Dan, we've got ourselves a pretty good fight card. Always do appreciate you joining me. Thank you. No problem. We, we sit through the bad cards so we can get to the good ones like this weekend. <laughs> and Dan, before we dive into this card, this is going to be an event that takes place in Australia. Is there any sort of an advantage that you're going to be finding perhaps with some of these fighters fighting in their native country and or some of these guys that are going to be coming over from other countries or having to take the fight? Is there any sort of a disadvantage slash advantage in terms of home octagon, for lack of a better term, with regards to this card? Yeah, I think sometimes, you know, the, the guys who don't have to do the travel and deal with the time difference, I think there used to be, uh, you know, an advantage there. But over the years, the guys have gotten really good about kind of uh, getting there early, acclimating to uh, the, the local time zone. And, and the UFC makes that possible, I think, with the travel schedules a little more. Um, I, I think there's always a bit of an advantage for the local guys fighting on a local card. But just kind of oddly, the way they structured this card, a, a lot of the locals are actually going to be the underdogs. and and not in the most advantageous matchups, including the headliners. So I, I think we could actually see a lot of Australian fans going home not real happy after this one. And how about if we lead things off with a little bit of malarkey, as Francisco Prado and Jamie Malarkey are going to be doing battle. And right now we're finding malarkey right around about a minus 260 to a minus 270 favorite. The round prop is interesting because this opened up right around 2.5, minus 225, where I said at Circa's already went down all the way to a one half, obviously heavy juice on the over. But how do you view this fight? Because we do have a relatively heavy favorite in this spot and a round prop that just continues to no side. Yeah, you know, I think Malarkey is the right side here. Um, I am never against fading UFC newcomers who come in who haven't really fought uh, legit competition or proven competition and who also haven't gone beyond the, the first round very much. And that's what we've got with Prado. I, I think this is probably a too big of a step up for him. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't fault anybody for going uh, with Malarkey, um, you know, even at those odds, maybe, you know, throwing him in a parlay or something. But honestly, him inside the distance, I don't mind. I got a really good line on this fight to end inside uh, the distance. Um, you can still find some decent under two and a halfs, but uh, again, kind of, there's so much unknown with these newcomers who come in with flashy records, but not really good competition. And, and they're always prime for either kind of boom or bust. So I think playing an under in this spot uh, is a really good way to play this prelim fight. And I do think that with the prelims, it is going to be somewhat interesting, but this is a fight that it's on the main card that really intrigues me. Randy Brown, he's going to be going up against Jack Della Medellina. Hopefully I said that one correctly, but 
The guy that I'm wanting to highlight here is Brown because he feels like a little bit of a boomer bust fighter and being able to get him right around about a plus 280 to a plus 290 to me feels like relatively solid value. This is another one of those fights where here at Circa, we're seeing the round prop at one and a half. Other places, we're seeing it at two with a lot of juice on the under. But I take a look at Brown and I mean, he's rightfully an underdog in this spot, but I feel like he's one of those guys in which if he just gets that one right punch, if he gets that one right blow, he's got a chance to be able to cash you a nice ticket. Yeah, he's got the height and reach, and it doesn't matter what weight class you have. You know, if, you, if you've got a height and reach advantage, uh, usually you can do something with it. I think the problem in this spot is Madalena really is, uh, I think, the real deal uh, prospect. I, I've bet against him the last two UFC fights, and I've looked stupid because of it. Uh, but honestly, I think at the kind of with the current lines, Brown a plus 260. If you're looking to play this fight, I think that's really the only side. Um, I, I don't think it's a super great matchup for him. Uh, but again, I, I think he can do something with that height and reach and, and, and maybe slow down kind of the hype train. But, um, you know, I, I think Madalena wins this, but I, I think all the value is probably gone in that one. Yeah, but Madalena opened up right around minus 315. Now we're seeing this north of minus 325. So number has been going up and there's not a lot of real pick em fights on this card where you've got shorter money lines, but this is one of them. Justin Taffa is going to be going up against Parker Porter. Porter is about a plus 105 to a plus 110 underdog round prop. Once again, we're seeing it across the board. A lot of juicy under two and a half on this card. And this one is one of those fights as well. How do you view this fight? Because I do think that with Porter, we've seen the money coming on him a little bit, but I don't know if he necessarily deserves the respect that he's getting in the market. Yeah, no, I, I, I kind of agree with you there. I, it's odd. I think Porter probably has more just kind of raw skill or, or expertise, uh, maybe even durability and, and output, but I still don't favor him in this fight. He's just a, a really flawed fighter and, and going against Tafa, kind of a, a local guy with the local crowd. Um, you know, I, it's a fairly close line fight. I, I think I would go with the local guy here. And and it's not so much that I'm a big Tafa fan. I think he's he's pretty flawed. But Porter is just kind of a, a train wreck. And and even the, the wins he's had in the UFC are kind of deceiving. They're not the, the best looking wins. So I, I think uh, matchmakers probably put this fight on uh, the main card to, to have, you know, a, a local guy that, that's kind of a fan favorite. But I think they also kind of expect fireworks either the good kind or the bad kind that you kind of get with the heavyweight fight sometimes. But um, I don't know. I, th I think, you know, if you're looking to play a tough, it's probably the right side here. Yep. I'm in agreement with you on that one. And then this is a fight that's relatively interesting because the round prop went from, and I'm not even kidding here, two and a half to four and a half, just the over. That's gotta be the first time I've ever seen a round prop go from two and a half to four and a half. But here we are with Josh Emmett going up against Ayer Rodriguez, Rodriguez, about a minus 185 to a minus $2 favorite. Open up right around minus 160. What do you make of this round prop going from two and a half up to four and a half and just the fight in general? Yeah, I was a little surprised by that movement. Uh, I haven't focused too much kind of on the, the length or distance. I, I honestly, I think Rodriguez, this is probably his fight to lose. Um, you know, Emmett has done a lot of good kind of tour in his late thirties and the end of his career. But I, I think the wear and tear, the injuries, uh, just the level of competition he's facing now as a, a top contender. Um, I, I think this is a bad spot for him. I think Rodriguez is back on the upswing. I, I know that he was tapped early as a, a contender and kind of fell out of favor. And a lot of that was just due to, to inactivity. And, uh, I think he had a few contract disputes in there. So it just kind of kept him out of the cage and people forgot what a kind of a, a legit, uh, prospect he is and, and how he opens the, the Mexican market to the UFC. So I know the UFC are putting a lot of uh, eggs in the Rodriguez basket, but, um, and I think this is a good spot for him. I, again, Emmett's done a lot of really good uh, advancement at an age when most guys don't do it. But I think Rodriguez is just too much for him. And I think age and, and probably that, that uh, all the durability, the, the damage he's taken in fights is probably starting to catch up with him here. I think that that's a good read from you on this. And I want to give you guys a VSIM pro tip right now. VSIM.com slash subscribe. You're able to sort these by show and by sport. When it comes to just betting on props in general, whether that be for the Super Bowl or elsewhere, always do keep in mind the amount of juice that you're willing to lay on it. Shop around for the best of the juice and have sort of in mind 
how much you'd be willing to pay to go for a few extra yards, what have you, in terms of all of those. And you do want to be shopping for the best of the number when it comes to these money lines in the UFC as well, because they do vary quite a bit. And let's take a look at the main event. It's going to be the big fight that we're taking a look at, Islam Makachev. He's going to be going up against Volkanovski. And Volkanovski, a big underdog here. We've seen this go to plus 305, plus 310. And Makachev, I mean, he is a terrific fighter. I don't know if it should be this big of a move, though. I think that Volkanovski is getting just a little bit too disrespected here. Yeah, and, and I don't think kind of the, the current odds and the way people are betting is a, a knock at Volkanovski. Like you say, he's just a, a strong dude, kind of like a little human bowling ball. I, I just think the 10-pound weight difference with Makachev is um, going to be hard to overcome. You know, I was talking to someone about kind of Makachev. It, 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 his fighting style, it's not the most exciting, but it is thoroughly dominating. And I remember uh, GSP, uh, George St. Pierre kind of going through this phase where, where people were like, well, what are we going to do about him? This isn't fun to watch. And we look back at it now and, and really appreciate dominance. I think it's going to be that same thing where people maybe uh, knock on Makachev a bit because it's not the most exciting victories, even though they're super, super dominant. And I think we're going to see a little of that Saturday. I think the, the wrestling, the takedowns, the risk control, uh, just being able to kind of dictate the pace against a smaller opponent. I, I think, you know, that all benefits Makachev. It's unfortunate that they're doing this fight in Australia. Uh, Volkanovski, as the featherweight champ, is a great champion moving up to lightweight for this fight. Um, you know, I appreciate the, the ballsiness of it and, and the bravado of even trying it. Um, but I think it's a bad matchup for him. And, and honestly, Makachev at this point is going to be a matchup, bad matchup for anyone. Your insights is always a great matchup for this show, though. Always do appreciate Dan Self of Action Network joining me here on the Greg Peterson Experience. And coming up next, going to be taking a look at Friday's college basketball card, including the big one out in the biggies here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.